0: Welcome. Let's play. Let's play with how we look at life, what we believe. Let's choose our assumptions. Let's play with our assumptions. Look, I know we are facing a time of incredible, incredible changes. But why don't we play with them? Why don't we? I mean, if we're going to be dealing with them, we're going to have to adapt anyway. Why not play with these changes and how we look at life and what we, how we believe? Don't you think it could be fun? I think it could be a lot of fun. That's what this whole series is about, playing with how we look at life and playing with what it is that we assume. Now, wait a minute. Hold on here. There's a a criteria. There's a, a starting point. And that is, we're going to start with the assumption that caring is wisdom. A caring decision is always based on wisdom, almost always. We're going to start with that one as we choose what it is we believe and what it is we assume, what it is we see, and what it is that we perceive. Now, I have a a story here, and I'm going to go ahead and start with the story. It goes like this. I had an old teddy bear that didn't have a nose. It didn't have its eyes or ears, and it didn't have its toes. It was missing one leg from off of its behind and it was losing all the stuffing from out of its mind. It was the strangest teddy bear you ever did see, but it had a sense of power, and it had a sense of peace. When it came to teddy bears, the teddy bear was a king. I mean, how often is it that you would hear a teddy bear sing? It would sing, choose love as the reason for it all. We can choose love as the reason for it all. If we want to be great, I mean really, really great. If we want to be the best that we can be, then we've got to see it all. From the big to the small, in the most loving way that we can possibly see. We have to love ourselves, each other, the earth and what's beyond, best as we can, five minutes at a time. Let love be our beginning and our reason for going on love with all the power of our heart, our soul, our mind. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I never learned to cook as my family will well attest to. And I never learned to sew. If you ever saw the pair of pants that I made, you'd know I never learned to sew. I never learned which way a needle was supposed to go. So I let my heart guide me as I fixed my teddy bear. But when I was all finished, It wasn't even there. In its place was a purple butterfly with purple colored wings and a red and yellow eye. It took off flying into the night and the last words it said as it flew out of sight was, let love be the reason for it all. We can choose love as the reason for it all. If we want to be great, I mean really, really great, if we want to be the best that we can be. See, folks, I got to thinking, I wonder what would the world be like if we had a common assumption that wisdom was caring, and then we based our perceptions, our thoughts, our feelings, our our emotions, how we approach life, how we treat one another on that assumption. Now, I guarantee you, each and every one of us is going to translate that different. What's going to be the most caring thing for me to believe may not at all be the most caring thing for you to believe. But what if throughout the entire planet, the great percentage of us on this planet were to assume that wisdom is caring? And we took on the perceptions and assumptions that help support that. So we would look at our, our how we look at life our thoughts, we would look at our beliefs, and we would ask ourselves, are they helping us to care? Now, if they're getting in our way just a little bit, we would tweak our perceptions and our assumptions. If they were getting in the way a lot, we would tweak them a lot. If they weren't helping, if they were only contributing to fear, anger, or the desire to have power over one another, then we'd have to change them. We change our very basic assumptions about life, about ourselves, we would change our way we seem, how we see ourselves and how we see life around us. It's actually kind of easy. You wanna change your assumptions? All you gotta do is change your thoughts, change what it is that you're thinking this very moment. This whole series is gonna be devoted to exploring how different people believe and see life differently and how those beliefs and ways of seeing might, might help somebody uh, when it comes to their personal, individual caring. Before I get going too far on this, though, I want to give a blessing. And it goes something like this. Let everybody who's listening to this show, and even if you're not listening to your show, and your entire families, live a full, rich, vibrant life. And this is what I mean by that live a full, rich life where we look at one another and we ask ourselves, how can we best care? How can we best care for ourselves? How how can we best take care of ourselves, look out for ourselves, do what is best for ourselves, health-wise, exercise-wise, thoughts-wise, meditation-wise, religiously, philosophically, care about ourselves, care about all others, not not just your family, not just the people living in your city, but what would help us to care for all others? To care about the earth. We start treating the earth as if it's an entity, a living, breathing entity, if that helps you to care. If, if it would help you to care to believe something a tad different about the earth, then do it. But caring about the earth and caring about the the critters and the plants of the earth and caring for what's beyond, what's beyond the earth. I don't know what that might be, whether we're talking about aliens or angels or cosmic beings or our higher selves. But we would help to care for that which is beyond our our normal everyday perceptions and our, our normal way of looking at life. Just think about it a little bit. Anyway, that's your blessing. May you live a full, rich, vibrant life. And this whole series is going to explore living a full, rich, vibrant life and different people and how they did it. I'm going to give you an example here. Um, I'm not Catholic, but I end up going to the uh, um, the, uh, the Catholic Church once in a while, mainly because I really enjoy the music. Um, if I associate myself with any particular faith or, or way of looking at life, it would be the Unitarian Universalists. Um, I like the fact that they celebrate differing beliefs. I enjoy that though it's pretty hard sometimes to celebrate differing beliefs. I I like trying anyway. But there was a time in my life when I was working as a a house parent to folks that had disabilities. And and one gentleman was blind, and he was Catholic. And my job on Sunday was to make sure that he got to the um, cathedral. And yet, at the same time, I wanted to go ahead and attend the fellowship, the, the Unitarian Universalist Fellowship. So I would go to this very, very liberal church and then race over, grab my client, throw him into the, well, I wouldn't throw him into the car, get him into the car, get him over to the cathedral where it was a very uh, rigid form, way of worshiping. And I loved it. I loved the dichotomy, the balance between the the total openness and the very, very specific. It was a wonderful way to, to spend my Sundays. I really miss that era of my life. To this day, though, you'll catch me going into a Catholic church once in a while, just for no other reason to hear the singing. I remember I was going to a church uh, down in Walsenburg, and the, the priest there uh, seemed to be from a, a country in Africa. It was very hard to understand, but I loved going to the Catholic church there. And the singing, oh, man, you, know, you could see the vibrance and being alive of the the music instructor, not instructor, but the director. And this is what I mean. You know, here was a man who found a way to care. He found a way to care by directing and and helping people to to worship through their music. But he was caring. He was caring in a way that uh, religiously it would be very difficult for me to take on. But I got a story about a Catholic and and the process of caring. (coughs) And I want to share it with you. He was a Catholic priest who happened to be a quarter Jew. And when the Nazis came to take the folks off to the camps, well, they took him off too. And Heimrich was a Nazi prison guard. He was Nazi through and through. And though he hated the Catholics, he only despised the Jews. Now, when the prison guard first saw the little Catholic priest. The guard used the butt of his rifle and knocked out some of the priest's teeth. The wee little man held up his hands to his face and he muttered some words that sounded just a little bit like a grace. He said, I know there's got to be some love deep down inside of you. I guess if the Christ can love you, I can try too. Then came the day that the wee little man was to take his poison bath and Heinrich's fury had turned to full-blown wrath. He laughed and he told the wee little man that this was the day he was going to die. The little Catholic priest said, and when I go, the Christ is going to touch you on the side. Heinrich watched the shaved naked people as they walked on through the door. Then Heinrich watched the shaved naked priest, who he knew would never see life anymore. And when the last Jew had stepped inside who was going to die for that day, Heinrich felt something tugging at his soul. And he knew that it was the Christ, the way. Heinrich left behind his prison guard gate. And because he knew for certain now that the power of loving would always conquer the power of hate. And when the Nazis found him and they shot the Nazi prison guard dead, these were the very last words that the Nazi prison guard said. He said, I know there's got to be some love deep down inside of you. I guess if the Christ can love you, I can try too. And that's the story. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a bunch of us. I mean, there's 8 billion of us on the planet. And 8 billion of us see life differently, individually. We perceive things differently. We assume things a little differently. But we could base it all on caring. Whatever most helps us to care. And we could see where it leads. It's kind of a, an exciting experiment. You know, what would happen to us as a people if we approach life as if wisdom is caring? And then we took on our beliefs and our perceptions that most help us to care. You know, I was working on a project in Ecuador once, and I met an atheist. I'm, you know, uh, I have a hard time understanding the uh, uh, approach toward atheism. It's very, very difficult for me to embrace. But This guy, he was a lawyer helping the indigenous people of that area. And he said, Greg, if I wasn't an atheist, I would think that there was somebody intervening and taking care of us. But because I'm an atheist, I believe it's my responsibility to be out there and to do absolutely everything possible to help the people in my charge. And so atheism helps me to be a more caring individual. Folks, I got to tell you, I would not want to talk that man out of his atheism. It was helping him to care. I don't know what helps you most to care, but I want you to explore it. I want all of us to explore it. And that's what we're going to be doing in this show. Let's play. We're going to play with our perceptions and take a look at how those perceptions and assumptions might be applied in different ways and different techniques, whether it's Hindu or Shiite or Uh, from the Jewish persuasion, or the Christian, or the Muslim, whether it's Sufi, uh, Buddhist, we're going to take a look at all the different ways that we can look at life and how we might uh, adjust them into a way that would say, this helps somebody to care. And maybe we would like to take on a portion of that uh, assumption that would help us to care. And that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be looking at perceptions and assumptions And how they've helped some people, and maybe others, they they had to tweak it a little bit. Well, I got time for one more story, and I just feel like telling it. I don't know if it has anything to do with perceptions or assumptions. um, But it does um, uh, address the idea of thinking outside of the box. And maybe thinking out of the side of the box is what I'm talking about a little bit. Anyway, it goes like this. Saul O'Grady was a stocky young fellow. Skipping on down the street. He was on his way to visit Mary Beth Saunders that lived on down by the creek. Now there in the road was a tire, a tire that had seen better days. Saul O'Grady, he picked it up, a toy with which to play. Now what do you do with a funky old tire lying in the middle of the road? Do you roll it, do you poke it? If you're stupid, do you smoke it? Or do you give it a boot with your feet? Now Saul O'Grady, he rolled the tire to the front of Mary Beth's door. He said, hey, come on, Mary Beth. Let's play with the tire. Maybe we can find some more. Mary Beth said, let's tie the tire to the rope from the old tree. And then that way we don't have to stand on the knot on the rope every time we want to swing. But Saul O'Grady said, nah, let's don't. Let's play king or queen. Whoever can throw the tire the very furthest, that person is the king. Marybeth said, or the queen. Now Mary Beth Saunders, she had a funny kind of gleam in her eye as she drew the throwing line. She said, you run up to the line and you throw the tire. The mark is where the tire lands the very first time. Saul O'Grady went back to the tree and there he started to run. He ran up to the line and he threw the tire. It was so much fun. The tire went 10 feet it, Grady said, neat, but Mary Beth Saunders, she still had a gleam, a gleam that was in her eye. She went back to where the rope was a hanging, and then she started to climb. She was hanging onto the rope and hanging onto the tire, swinging back and forth, swinging higher and higher, and then she let that tire soar. Mary Beth howled with glee. She said, it looks like I'm the queen. It looks like she's the queen. What do you do with a funky old tire lying in the middle of the street? Do you roll it? Do you poke it? If you're stupid, do you smoke it? Or do you play king or queen? Do you play king or queen? Ladies and gentlemen, that's it for today. We're going to be exploring a multitude of ways of looking at life, of believing, of assuming, of perceiving, and how somebody might have taken that particular perception and applied it in a certain way, that became a very loving and a caring perspective. And maybe we'll we'll explore how some people have changed their perceptions. It's going to be a lot of fun. I hope to hear from you again. Um, If you've got some ideas on how I can improve the podcast, please give me some information on it. All right, live well, have a wonderful life, and live a full, rich, vibrant life, you and your entire family. I'll see you later. Bye.